Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And you can read the gospel, Jody. I didn't realize that was me. Okay. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethpage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village ahead of you and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been written. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say, the Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. 
Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelves. Twelve. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. We praise you, O God, for redeeming the world through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today he entered the city in triumph and was proclaimed Messiah and King by those who spread garments and branches along his way. Bless these branches and those who carry them. Grant us grace to follow our Lord Jesus in the way of the cross, so that joined to his death and resurrection, we may enter into life with you. Through the same Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
as we now enter into the contemplation of the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ and meditate on the salvation of the world through his sufferings, death, burial, and resurrection, let us pray. Everlasting God, in your endless love for the human race, you sent our Lord Jesus Christ to take on our nature and to suffer death on the cross. In your mercy, enable us to share in his obedience to your will and in the glorious victory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she stared at him and said, you were also with Jesus, the man from Nazareth. But he denied it saying, I do not know or understand what you are talking about. And he went out into the forecourt. Then the cock crowed, and the servant girl on seeing him began again to say to the bystanders, this man is one of them. But again, he denied it. Then after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, certainly you are one of them for you are a Galilean. But he began to curse and he swore an oath. I do not know this man you are talking about. At that moment, the cock crowed for the second time. Then Peter remembered that Jesus had said to him, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. As we've been reading St. Mark's Gospel this year, you probably noticed two very basic facts. People want to be near Jesus and people claim to know Jesus. Let's start with the first one. Think for a minute about the crowds we've heard about. Before you finish the first chapter of his gospel, Mark tells us that there were so many people that wanted to be near Jesus that Jesus couldn't even move around. He couldn't go where he needed to go. That well-trod story of the paralytic man who's lowered down through the roof by his friends illustrates the point. Why is he going through the roof? Because there are too many people to fit through the door. And not only do people claim to be near Jesus, they also claim to know something about Jesus, to understand why he's here and how his life should unfold. When Jesus asks the disciples who people say that he is, people have all kinds of ideas. They've thought about it. They believe they know how he's supposed to act and what he's going to do next. When St. Peter triumphantly confesses that Jesus is the Messiah, it's not a coincidence that that label comes with his own agenda for what Jesus should do next. People want to be near, and people claim to know. And nowhere is people's desire to be near and claim to know clearer than on Palm Sunday. And here, Jesus, who usually avoids crowds and tries to obscure his identity, seems to let his guard down a little bit and open up. 
Jesus has avoided crowds so far in the gospel, but now entering into Jerusalem, he seems to welcome the adulation. He even plays into it a little knowingly. And the crowd shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, which would have drawn a rebuke earlier in the gospel, now goes unchallenged. After all, the caginess and secrecy of his early ministry, when Jesus enters into Jerusalem, he seems to say, now you can be near and now you can know. Which is part of what makes St. Mark's passion narrative so dramatic. Because when Jesus welcomes the crowds, the crowds begin to disappear. Jesus enters into the city with multitudes all around him, but then one by one, people start to disappear. They abandon Jesus. And the people who claimed to know everything about Jesus now claim to know nothing about him at all. And nowhere is that reversal clearer than in Peter's denial. Up to this point, Peter has claimed a preeminent place among the disciples. He seems to be standing next to Jesus at every major event in the gospel. When Jesus's identity is revealed at the transfiguration, Peter is there. When Jesus invites three disciples in particular to see a girl return to life, Peter is there. When Jesus foretells the destruction of the temple to a small group, Peter is there too. And Peter seems self-assured in his understanding of who Jesus is and what Jesus's life means. And he even claims explicitly that this will never change, that he will always be a faithful disciple. Until... Jesus' arrest. While Jesus is off under trial, Peter is not there. Mark tells us that he follows at a distance and then sits by a fire in the courtyard. And when people ask if he's a disciple, Peter not only denies being a disciple, but says he doesn't even know who this Jesus person is. People want to be near Jesus, and people want to know Jesus until they don't. So St. Mark is telling us a story about Peter, but he's also telling us a story about ourselves, about the stories that we tell ourselves and the way that we view our lives. That's part of what makes Peter's denial so tragic. That all in the gospel until this point, Peter has claimed to have some intimate knowledge of Jesus. But it turns out it's just his own projection. Not only does Peter not understand Jesus, it turns out Peter doesn't even really understand himself. There's a show on PBS that you've probably seen called Finding Your Roots. And the premise of the show is that a team of researchers does a bunch of ancestry research on some celebrity. And then the celebrity sits down with Dr. Henry Louis Gates and he has this big sort of tome of a book stuffed with documents. And they go through it and talk about what they learned with their, about their ancestors. And if you've ever seen the show, you know that it usually breaks in one of two ways. Sometimes people discover something inspiring and profound about their family, something that makes them feel whole and proud and reinforces their sense of identity. But sometimes the show breaks the other way. Sometimes they go through this person's family tree and discover their ancestors turned out to be pretty awful. 
Maybe they put Japanese people in internment camps or deported Cherokees or something like that. And it's always interesting to see how people react to that knowledge. Sometimes they seem embarrassed, understandably so. Sometimes it seems to confirm a suspicion that they had. In at least one case, someone tried to prevent the show from airing. But the most common response, the one that's the most revelatory, the one that we tend to take on in less dramatic ways, is to suggest that if I had been alive back then, I would have done something different. I would have been more courageous. I would have taken a stand. I would have been a really responsible person. And whenever we start telling ourselves stories like that about how we would have acted, St. Mark slows us down and says, well, are you really sure about that? We'd like to think that we know ourselves, that we know what we would do in a given situation. But Mark says the truth is sometimes we don't. Like Peter, we don't fully understand ourselves. And sometimes we don't fully realize the consequences of our actions until it's too late. In fact, you notice in that story that Peter never makes a conscious decision to deny Jesus. It seems like he doesn't even really realize he's denying Jesus until the cock crows. And then Mark tells us he remembered. Peter was so sure of his own character and his own ability to be a hero in the story, but it wasn't until the moment passed that he realized what he was doing. And so he wept, and we probably would too. But a week from today, we're going to hear St. Mark's Easter story. And there's going to be a lot that's going on on that day. And I want you to notice something that's going to be easy to miss. Without getting ahead of ourselves too much, in St. Mark's telling, this group of women goes to the empty tomb and are told to go and proclaim the resurrection. But they aren't told to tell anyone with an earshot. They aren't told to tell the disciples. They're told in particular to tell it to the disciples and Peter. The message of Easter is for Peter in particular. So as we go through this week, we have to hold two things in our heads at the same time. The first is that like Peter, we are prone to overestimating our abilities. That oftentimes the self-knowledge that we have is based more on who we want to be rather than who we actually are. That we wait for the big moment when we can make a difference and then the cock crows twice and we realize the moment has passed. But the second thing we have to keep in mind is that the stories we tell about ourselves don't set the boundaries of what God is able to do. That God isn't constrained by the narratives that we define our lives by. Peter may have abandoned Jesus, but Jesus hasn't abandoned Peter. And when that message comes, go and tell Peter and the disciples that he has raised it's not going too far to imagine your name in there too. St. Mark is ultimately right. We deny, we follow at a distance. We make ourselves the heroes of our own stories. And so we weep. But joy always comes in the morning for Peter and for all of us. That even in our ignorance, our denials, 
and our myth-making, God still wants to be near us and know the depth of our hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. invite you to unmute yourself as we join the church around the world confessing our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, Father Almighty, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered unto crucified, died, and died. On the third day, at the right hand of the Father, I will come to judge the the Holy Spirit,
Relying on the promises of God, let us pray boldly for the church, the world, and all God's people in need. In Jesus, you came among us as a suffering servant. Give your church humility. Redeem your people from pride and the certainty that we always know your will. Heal us and empower us to confess Christ crucified. Hear us, O God. Mercy is great. In creation, life springs out of death. Redeem your creation awaiting resurrection. Restore lost habitats and endangered species. Create new possibilities for areas affected by climate change. Grant relief from natural disasters and nurture new growth. Hear us, O oh God. Jesus was handed over to the powers of this world. And all nations instruct the powerful that they would not exploit their power, but maintain justice. We pray especially this week for the people of the Czech Republic, Poland, and Slovakia. Hear us, O oh God. On the cross, Jesus joined all who feel forsaken. Abide with those who are condemned to death. Defend those who are falsely accused. Console and strengthen those who are mocked or bullied. Accompany all who suffer. Grant respite and renewal. I invite any petitions you have at this time. Alfred. Nita. George. Andy. Laura. Mom. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Eternal God, we thank you for calling us by name. For in you we live and move and grow. Remind us of our common foundation in Christ, that we may grow together in faith and love until we attain the unity that is your will. Build us together in Christ and make us your dwelling place. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. With thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Hear us, O God. We offer these prayers in the name of the one who never abandons us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always. And also, and also with you. Peace be with you, everybody. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace. God's peace. God's peace, everybody. Let us pray. Faithful God, you walk beside us in desert places, and you meet us in our and you meet us in our hunger with bread from heaven. Accompany us in this meal that we may pass over from death into life with Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. 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 And may the Lord be with you. And, and also with you. with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. We give you thanks, Father, through Jesus Christ, your beloved Son, whom you sent in this end of the ages to save and redeem us and to proclaim to us your will. For he is your word, inseparable from you, through whom you created all things and in whom you take delight. 
He is your word, sent from heaven to a virgin's womb. He there took on our nature and our lot and was shown forth as your son, born of the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary. He, our Lord Jesus, fulfilled all your will and won for you a holy people. He stretched out his hands in suffering in order to free from suffering those who trust you. He is the one who handed over to a death he freely accepted in order to destroy death, to break the bonds of the evil one, to crush hell underfoot, to give light to the righteous, to establish his covenant, and to show forth the resurrection. Taking bread and giving thanks to you, said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his death and resurrection, we take this bread and cup, giving you thanks that you have made us worthy to stand before you and serve you as your priestly people. Send your spirit upon these gifts of your church. Gather into one all who share this bread and wine. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to establish our faith and truth, that we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ, through whom all glory and honor are yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus Christ. Our Father, Amen. Taste and see the Lord is good. Let us pray. God of steadfast love, at this table you gather your people into one body for the sake of the world. Send for us forth in the power of your spirit that our lives may bear witness to the love that has made us new. In Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen.
this time we open things up for any announcements joys or concerns from the congregation did anyone have anything that they wanted to share yes i'm out of the booth i'm walking on two feet in real shoes um a little lakey a little stiff but everything is going well great wonderful very good i'm glad to hear that uh did we have any other announcements I want to thank everybody that helped out last weekend with the Easter baskets. I think it was a very good success. It was great. We made we made good job, 50 ish, maybe. So, yeah, 50 ish. It was great. And it was nice just on a personal note. It was nice just to see people again. Um, Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. Um, thank you to Matt for doing that and uh, organizing that. Were there any other announcements? I didn't see anyone. Uh, things I want to let you know, we have confirmation Sunday school remotely this afternoon at four. Uh, this is Holy Week, of course. So please, when you get a chance, uh, the RSVP system worked well for yesterday. When we had to cancel, I was able to get in touch with people easily. Um, so please take advantage of that when you have a chance. The Stations of the Cross are up in the Memorial Garden. And I would invite you sometime this week to come and do those. Remember, there's an audio playlist of music selected by uh, community members, and there's an audio prayer guide. I, I did the prayer guide yesterday, and it was sort of very moving to go around the garden and do that. Uh, and we do have palms, which are out in the memorial garden area by the Dropbox. So if you want some palms, feel free to swing by today and grab some of those. Uh, and then a couple of people last thing have asked about plans for post-Easter worship. And we don't have anything definitive yet, but we'll, we'll probably be doing Sunday mornings outside uh, if it's nice. And if not, we'll be online. We're figuring out sort of if the Saturday service is going to be part of that or if that's going to stay on Saturday or go some other time on Sunday. Um, but the hope is to have something outside on the weekends if it's nice out and we're able to do that. Um, so that is what I have. And now I'm going to share this message from Kate Stutzel. Uh, who applied for an endowment grant from us for RIP medical debt in Bergen County. Let me see if, I think this is gonna cooperate. Let's give this a shot. Hi, my name is Kate Stutzel and I'm a member of Christ Lutheran Church in Woodcliffe Lake, where my husband, the Reverend Mark Almendera Stutzel is the pastor. We're entering the Easter season and during this time of rebirth and renewal, it's important for us to think about the ways in which we can bring new life to others. That's why I'm proud that there's a group of churches in the Northern New Jersey Conference of the ELCA that are coming together to raise money for RIP Medical Debt, an innovative new charity that buys and forgives medical debt for a penny on the dollar. We have a goal to raise $15,000 to forgive $1.5 million of medical debt here in the Northern New Jersey area for our neighbors most in need of relief. Churches have been making corporate donations from their endowment or charity funds. And we also hope that you'll visit the website that your pastor linked in your bulletin and on your website 
and prayerfully consider making a personal donation. Every dollar forgives roughly $100 of medical debt, so every little bit helps as we come together to bring new life to our neighbors this Easter season. Please watch this video from RIP Medical Debt that goes into exactly how they do their work. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you. Hi, my uh, name is... Thank you to Kate for that. Uh, the video, you can find it online. I'll, I'll put it in the email or something. Uh, but we put in $1,000 from our endowment grant for that project. Uh, so I think us and Christ Woodcliffe Lake are sort of the first people in for that. So that's great. And I should have something from Christian Healthcare similar soon with an update on the music and memory program, which has moved out of the pilot stage. It's a full-blown program now. Uh, so that's good. It's always fun when you can see the outcome of some of your work. Uh, so that's positive. Uh, that is all I have in announcements. I invite you to receive the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. Lord, look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Be present. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.